Praise the Lord and good day to you. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church and this is our Hebrews Bible study on this beautiful day that the Lord has given us today and we're just excited to be here with our Bibles and with you and the presence of our faithful Lord to give us that which we need today, to impart the truth into our hearts and to be able to guide us farther along into the truth of who his son is and what his son did for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. And uh, we are, I'm not going to take up too much time. I'm just going to announce that Robin and I will be with Pastor Wayne Voss in Greenwood, Mississippi in the great congregation of Crossway Church, July the 18th, uh, uh, Sunday morning coming up here in about three weeks or so. So if you're anywhere in that region. Uh, please come out. Love to meet you. Love to share the glorious gospel with you. The power is in the preaching of the cross and I'm just so thankful that I know that today. And uh, we're going to dig right in here this morning. Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 12. And I do believe the Lord is going to impart something into our hearts today that will cause this light that he's given us to be brighter this faith that he's given us to be, uh, to be, uh, for us to be more aware of what we have and to, and to give us the strength and the confidence and the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to, to run this race again on this day in spite of everything around us, everything going on. Just keep looking straight ahead. Keep running this victorious race. I believe he's going to give us something today. I have to believe that or I wouldn't even have come today. So praise God for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Verse 12, Hebrews 5. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. Now these Christians here, this is, this is basically all of Christianity, Christianity today, unfortunately, not being ugly, just being real. And uh, you just if you, the, those of you who are students of the Word, those of you who have the fire of God burning in your heart and, and you don't think that your relations, your personal relationship is, is, is something distorted, that it's so personal nobody knows about it, that's the message of Satan. That Well, you have your own personal relationship with Jesus. Yes, we all do. But the per more personal it is, the more everybody sees it. Never forget that. The other mumbo-jumbo is just that, a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It, 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 you've never had to cut an apple tree down to get inside of it to find the fruit. It's out on the limb to be seen. And that's exactly what Jesus taught about those who hear the word keep the word and allow it to bring forth fruit with patience, it's because that light they received is not put under a bushel basket. It's not stuck somewhere under a bed in the trunk or on the fireplace mantle or somewhere out of the way. No, it's there to be seen for others may enter in. Hallelujah. That's Christianity. That's true Christianity. So these Christians then and now and I've been there, so I, I, I don't just speak about something I don't know anything about from experience. I've been here. All Christians have been in the babe state, but the majority of all Christians either never repented when confronted with the word, never, never got off the milk. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. 
Because the Holy Spirit here says we ought to all mature and get on the meat. We ought to all be mature. We ought to all be saying goodbye to the milk and hello to the meat, the solid food of God's Word. And we're going to see today what the main focus and difference is between the milk of God's Word and the meat of God's Word. We'll go ahead and say it, and then we'll discuss it. It's the experience of God's Word in its righteous context. God's Word in His righteous context, which means the context of Christ, the Lord our righteousness, Jeremiah 23, 6, and His work of righteousness carried out at Calvary, Isaiah 32, 17. Please write these down. This is a Bible study. Hopefully you're not just sitting there listening to me unless your hands are busy at work and you can't and you're just listening. Praise God for that. But if you are just sitting there, get something to write with and please go look at these scriptures. And if you're willing to take that extra step, God's willing to impart that much more into your heart. Hallelujah. Because, listen, it's, it's the measure it, it, it's, it's, it, it's what's going on in our hearts in the righteousness of God's Word that, that is going to cause the fruit of everything in our lives. There's a scripture I want to read to you this morning. It's in Psalms 119, verse 7. I want you to see this this morning. I want you to get this because of where we are in Hebrews, the difference between the milk of God's Word and the meat of God's Word is the experience of the righteousness of God's Word. <laughs> it's written right here. This is not bent, twisted to, to get something I want out of it. No, it's flat out just saying what the Holy Spirit is saying so we'll get out of it what He's trying to give us. But get this now. Knowing that the main, the difference, the difference between the milk of God's word and the meat of God's word is the experience, the experience of His words in righteousness. Look at Psalms 119, verse 7. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. This is a good time to bring the factual, really the, the truth into this series that we're ministering, and that's this. According, our, 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 our sincereness, our, our legitimacy, the, our, our, our pureness of worship and praise with uprightness of heart. People can be sincere. People can be sincere without an upright heart. Muslims, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, all those who are outside of Christianity, trying to claim, some of them trying to claim they're Christian. They're outside of Christianity. And they're sincere about what they believe. But they do not and cannot have an upright heart before the Lord because the upright heart, I hope you still got that pencil handy. The, the only avenue of an upright heart before the Lord 
It's only found in those who are following after judgment that is unto righteousness. You get that uh, uh, Psalms 94, 14, and 15. Write that down. Psalms 9, it's not an upright heart that's going around doing good deeds necessarily. It's not an upright heart just because somebody's in church all the time or just because a preacher is a preacher. The Bible defines the things the Bible calls for, the things God wants to see. God shows us in the light in which He sees them, receives them, and is moved by them, will honor them and reward them outside of his prescribed avenues of those definitions that he gives in the word. We're just pretending and, 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 and living a life of pretext instead of true context of the scriptures. And that true context of all the scriptures is righteousness. Remember Proverbs 8 and 8? All of God's words are in righteousness. All of God's words are judgments. I, I hope you'd read all of Psalms 119. <coughs> God's words are considered in that God's word, God's judgments, God's laws, God's precepts, God's judgments. Every word God has ever spoken is a judgment. You need to understand that. And, 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 and every word he's ever spoken, his judgments are all in righteousness. So back to Psalms 94, verse 14 and 15. The upright in heart are those who are following after judgment that is unto righteousness. Well, what is that? That's God's words of righteousness in the context of the righteous one, Jesus Christ, and what he did as the Son of God, the Lamb of God, the work of righteousness at Calvary. Outside of that avenue, faith in that, there is no beginning of faith. There is no beginning work of God in the heart of man. There is no even milk to begin on. That is the beginning place. Or we are babes in Christ on the milk, but there comes a place God expects. Let me say that again. There comes a time in our relationship with the Lord, and it's allotted to everybody. Nobody's got a lifelong allotment of God to be on milk for 40, 50, 60 years. It's just, it's just not there. It's not going to happen. Listen, these, look, at the, look at the amount of time in this very setting that this was written in to Christians who couldn't have been Christians very long at the writing of this, however long it was. But it, there came a time when God sends this word to his people, says, you guys have already passed the time. You ought to have been teachers by now. You're still sitting around after this time, uh, uh, there's a lot of time for you to be a babe in Christ. You guys are still sitting around talking about the first things that you heard at first that you should have already known and that ought to already be applying to your life. This is why we see there are no chapters and verses really in the Bible. It's just letters. And as we move into chapter 6, we will see the words, let us therefore go on unto perfection. And that 
perfection is here spoken of in chapter 5 as the getting off the milk and on the meat and it's all it's all but it's not your activity in a church <laughs> it's not your it's it's you learning to experience the righteousness of God the fruit of his righteousness in the context of God's words of righteousness, God's word in the light of the one who is the light, claimed to be the light, died for us at Calvary so the light could shine in our hearts. Come on now. Let's keep it biblical. See, we've been so far away from biblical, my friends. I'm talking about us. We, we still listen to preachers make phrases that try to justify some things that sound good and, and they'll make the congregation shout, but they're really just not scriptural. Even comments will be made, and I'm not going to call names this morning. I'm not even going to give you the phrases. But listen carefully to the phrases that are being used to try to make you believe something that there are no scriptures there for you to believe it. Come on now. This is where we get in line. This is where we choose. I'm sticking with God's words of righteousness because if, if I don't stick with... The, if I don't move into the experience and, and become experienced in the, the, the words of God's righteousness, in the word of righteousness, then my fruit is not going to be right. The, listen very carefully. This will be good for you to write down. The fruit of all faith is righteousness. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 calls it the righteous of faith the righteousness of faith if it's biblical faith its fruit is righteousness the first time you and I ever placed faith in Christ and his work at Calvary that righteous work the Bible calls it believing unto righteousness Romans chapter 10 verse 10 and, and, and when we believed with the heart unto that righteousness we were declared righteous. We were put on the path of righteousness. With that, with that race set before us of righteousness, we, 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 were, we were given the instruction that this is the only place that, 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 you, that the Lord can be seen in your life, through your life, is with the fruit of righteousness that's unto holiness. Romans 6, verse 16 through 22. With, uh, unless we follow after peace that Christ made for us through the blood of His cross, Colossians 1.20, and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Oh, we'll see men hopping up and down. We'll see men rolling around. We'll see men crying tears and shaking a Bible but nobody's seeing the Lord without the fruit of righteousness, which is unto holiness. That's why the importance of righteousness is here brought in. Because unless we're experiencing the word in righteousness, the word of righteousness, there ain't nobody going to see the Lord. Everybody might know who my preacher is. Everybody not, might know where I go to church. Everybody might know that I'm sincere about the things of God. But the light of the Lord, the view of the Lord is seen 
through righteousness that's unto holiness, not long sleeves because that's not unto holiness, not no makeup, that's not unto holiness, not never cutting your hair, that's not unto holiness. Here we are together today back to unity in the faith. We are Bible believers. The only thing that's unto holiness is righteousness. And the only thing that's unto righteousness initially and daily is you believing with the heart unto that righteous work Jesus carried out at Calvary and beginning to allow the Holy Spirit to impart to you the meat of God's Word, the experience of that Word of righteousness, the Word, the living Word who is Jesus, the righteousness, our King of righteousness who is Jesus, who did the righteous work at Calvary, tells us that we can't do anything in a fruit-bearing manner without Him because the fruit has to be righteousness. Hallelujah. My goodness. Please, let's get back to the Word of God. Please, I don't care who they are. I don't care if we our own selves God has used to bring the message of the cross into countless thousands or millions of lives. Let us not be caught using phrases that try to make people believe something that we just want them to believe that's not written in the Word of God. Preachers are bad about wanting to get involved in the movement of the Holy Spirit. And, and you know, and, and we just need to present the gospel, the words of God in righteousness, because we see here that's where the meat is located in the experience of the word of righteousness. For that's what unskillful means is inexperienced. These folks should have already been experiencing the maturity, the, the solid food of God's Word, which is His Word in righteousness. Think about how many preachers today, thousands, hundreds of thousands of preachers do not know anything about the Word of righteousness because they're not preaching the cross. They don't know how... I'm talking about preachers now, and if preachers don't know this, how does the congregation know it? They don't. You've got to understand that every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. And that righteousness, that means it's the context of Jesus, the Son of God, and what He did as the work of God at Calvary. Outside of that flows no righteousness into the heart of men or out by the Holy Spirit by works through men. None. The, let's go back to this much-needed phrase we said earlier. No one can see the Lord, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, unless they're seeing the peace and the holiness of the Lord. No one can see the Lord without seeing His peace and holiness. And those things exclusive. They do not come by good deeds. Good deeds, well-doing, is there. Sincere people can do good deeds. It's a good thing to be on the milk of God's Word. The sincere milk of God's Word for growing, Peter said it in 1 Peter 2 and 2. 
grow thereby on the pure, the sincere, the pure milk of God's Word. But there comes a time when milk, that's it for milk. Many today are in churches and for 40 50, 60, 70, even more years, there's nothing presented there but milk. That's all that's there is milk. <laughs> that's it. It's sad, really. There's nothing but milk because the experience becoming skillful in the word of righteousness is learning the message of the cross, learning how every word in the Bible is bloodstained, the blood of Jesus, that every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, and His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. You need to understand these things. And when you're still sitting in a local church just because it was your mother or grandmother's or great-grandmother's church, and this is our family church. They'd turn over in their grave if I were to move. Listen, God's God's not asking one individual on the earth to honor a relative and go to church because of that. He's asking His people, Will you seek truth? Will you gather with those where, yes, they're babes in Christ, but they're also those maturing and growing, learning the truth and the righteousness of God's Word and becoming experienced in the Word of righteousness. Look, let's go back to Psalms 119, verse 7. I will praise you with uprightness of heart, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Folks can be sincere about their worship, but what is it really if we're not learning God's righteous judgments? You can be sincere, but sincerity by itself means absolutely nothing to God. Nothing. God says those true worshipers, those that worship Him, must worship Him in spirit. That means born again. You've got to be born again. Romans 8 9 says that every person who has the Spirit of Christ in them are in the Spirit. So we've turned that to make it mean something else because we want to push certain people out who hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen, being in the Spirit had, is not everything about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. When you got born again, Christ moved in you by His Spirit, and you also were placed in the Spirit. That's Romans 8 9. Go read it. Write it down. You need to know that. So many things we need to know that we, we, that we don't know. Been here, written the whole time. But we need to make sure we understand these things. I can be sincere, but sincerely wrong. I can be so sincere in my heart and believe I'm really... That's what deception is. Not one person who's deceived know they're deceived. They have to hear the truth of God's Word, and that's why I always ask you, help me share these sessions. Help Hit the share button. I mean, the comment's great. Praise God for the encouragement. I hope you'd all comment. 
Put your prayer request on there. Comment, make statements, whatever you really feel led of the Lord to do. Like it, love it, whatever. But please hit the share button. We are working together in the business of our Father to get the truth of God's words of righteousness out. Most of the body of Christ is still sucking on a baby bottle. They all are if they have not begun to learn God's righteous judgments. They can cry. They can lift holy hands. They can run the aisle with banners. And I pray that'd be going on in every church. They can be sincere. Oh, so sincere. The Muslims are more sincere than most Christians. But they're sincerely and fatally wrong. And the psalmist says, and I'm still a Bible believer. I know the church is in an apostate state. And Well, I hear you, preacher, but that's an apostate comment. I hear you saying what the Bible says, but. You can carry your butts on down the road. Hallelujah. I'm sticking with the Word of God in righteousness. And those that follow me as I follow Christ, who is our righteousness, are going to learn how to have a pure and a sincere and a true time of worship. God says all those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit. Got to be born again and in truth. In truth is so important. I can be sincere, but my worship not be in truth. Well, what is in truth? Let's get back to our context. All of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. His righteousness is revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Here comes your third billboard that I hope these big billboards, you never just, I hope when they, when they come into your view going down this, running this race, that those billboards just keep going right along with you. They never, you never just put them in the past. He that, Proverbs 12, 17, he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Well, is it the truth or the gospel? Because the, all the Bible is true, but there's only certain portions about the gospel. Bah, wrong answer. If it's the truth that shows forth righteousness and the gospel reveals righteousness, then all the words of the Bible, all God's words in the Bible, not the devil's words, all of God's words in the Bible are in righteousness. They are truth that if we hear them properly in righteous, in their righteous context, will show us the righteousness of faith. The righteousness that's by the faith of Christ. Hey, this is good today. I'm getting excited. Hallelujah. You know what? We don't have much time left on this old planet. We're just passing through. I actually believe Jesus is coming this year. I hope he comes today. I really do. But if he doesn't, we are going to keep preaching this glorious gospel of truth and righteousness. Hallelujah. We're, we're going to leave behind a legacy of truth, a trail of truth and mercy that the Lord has bestowed upon us and, and built us as His church along the way. We will not sit idly by just trying to be nice and just say nothing uh, to have the sin in our lives of saying nothing that is a sin, just to say nothing and... 
we're not going to allow that. We're going to declare the truth of God's words in righteousness so that those who have ears to hear, those that have hearts to follow God, not just to be sincere, but to be sincerely in the truth, experience, experiencing the word in righteousness, the word of righteousness. That means that they're living by faith and the fruit is that of righteousness because, again, Romans 4.13, it is the righteousness of faith. The righteousness of faith. It began with Christ, His work of righteousness at Calvary. Isaiah 32.17, 2 Corinthians 5.17-21. through 21. The work of righteousness, it began with Him. The work of righteousness by grace through faith. That's why when we believe with the heart unto righteousness, we get that righteousness. We get the measure of that faith. We get that same grace that Jesus tasted death by. That's why, because we died with Him. Hallelujah. And that, in Galatians 2.20, that's why we can declare as the psalmist today, O taste and See that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Unless our faith remains in His work at Calvary, we're not ever going to be able to be on the meat and we won't stay on the meat if we don't remain in the place where our righteousness is the result of believing upon what He did at Calvary. It's the righteousness of faith. Righteousness granted us because of His faith. The measure of faith granted unto us because of His righteousness. You see, it's like that. Because of what He did by faith, by grace through faith, we get the righteousness of God. Him doing the righteous work, we get the measure of that faith by which He carried it out. Mm, this will make you run and shout, hallelujah. God's people have to get back, not just, God doesn't honor sincere. God honors sincerely those who are in the truth. Billions are sincere, but billions are sincerely wrong. God's looking for those who are sincerely in the truth, who are learning to leave the milk, don't, don't, don't look back at grandpa and daddy. Don't try to hang on to a natural, physical legacy that is not the Word of God. A man told me one time, you might as well quit talking to me. My daddy was a Mormon. I'm a Mormon. He died a Mormon. I'll die a Mormon. And well, you know what? That's his choice. He won't make heaven if he dies believing what Mormons believe because that's, those are outside of Christianity. But it's the same way in Christian circles. Christians own the milk. And I'm sure it happened in the setting that this letter was first read to the church that began to receive it. There were those among them, well, I hear all that, but we're good. We're good, we're good. We're, 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 dis we're discussing that which is true. We're discussing the same things we heard at the beginning. We're, 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 we're good. Well, the letter said they weren't good. The letter said the Lord's not pleased with where they still are because he says it's time had already passed that they should have moved on. And we're going to see as we roll on in. We'll stay right here for just a few moments because there's a lot that 
that, that I feel like the Lord is trying to say to us about righteousness because the meat is all about the experience of learning, not just hearing, learning, and not doing. The difference between the milk and the meat of God's Word is the experience of the righteousness of God's Word. That is all we have time for today. God bless you. And again, I thank God for the likes and the loves and the comments. I want to see, I want to see it, I want to see more. But I thank God more for the confidence and the boldness that those have who are growing, who even if you don't go to our church, God get us out of all that. It's not my preacher. It's not my church. Those of you who are growing in this great truth, please help us publish the word of the Lord while we have a few moments left on this earth. Billions are going to be left behind. Help us share, publish these broadcasts. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of its messengers. We love you. We're praying for you. Believe in God for a greater revelation of the cross in your life and for every personal situation God to touch for He is able and we are His. And God became obligated to take care of us and to work all things together for our good when He made us His. That's His love and faithfulness and mercy toward us. If God stirs your heart to give to this ministry, to help us do all that He's called us to do. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And God bless all of you who are helping us and all of you who are praying for us and we just ask the Lord's richest blessings upon you. I'll see you, what is today? Monday, I'll see you Thursday morning as we continue our Hebrews Bible study on the topic of the difference between the milk and the meat of God's Word. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you then. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.